Welcome to this week's End of Days Update, coming to you from Tulsa, Oklahoma. We had a great time this last weekend. We were in Midland, Texas there. And right just before that, we were in Peachtree, Georgia. Had a great time that whole week with Scott Webb, Ross Roberts, Joey Roberts. Crazy wild meetings. If you can remember, the last part of May, we'll be at uh, Mattoon, Illinois, doing those same type of meetings again. So the first week in June, last week in May, we'll do that as well. But this weekend, if you're anywhere in the Toronto area, we'll be at Mississauga at Promise of Life Church. Saturday morning, Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. We'll have a great time. We'll get into the Word, get into end times. It's so amazing to see so many churches get so excited about the coming of the Lord. I, I always thought, you know, just before he returned, there would be radical excitement. So that's what the end of day's update is all about. We look at what's happened around Israel to show how close we are, because certain nations are getting perfectly in position for the Ezekiel 38 war that really uh, kind of shocks me every week how you see the Scripture playing out right in front of us. So we get into end-time preaching, not as an escape theology, but a hustle theology. As you see the finish line, you run faster, not slower. Because I've heard people say, well, if you preach on the coming of the Lord, you'll just get everybody's hopes up. That's exactly right. It's the hope that purifies you even as you're pure. So the whole the whole preaching on the coming of the Lord is to, to make us happy and hopeful. Uh, there's five things about the coming of the Lord. Jesus said, don't be deceived, don't be troubled. Paul said, I want you happy, hopeful, and comforted. There is no bad news for the church, but boy, there's some scary times for the world coming. And man, you see the setup for it right now. We'll get into all that uh, as we get into it. So let's pick up what's happened around Israel. Uh, this last week, probably the biggest thing, which was pretty amazing, you had Israel go into Iran and use drones. They're quadcopters. They used quadcopters with these bombs attached to the bottom of them, just blew up this one uh, nuclear site or munitions site where they're literally technically building nuclear weapons. I can't pronounce it right, but Isfahan is where they were in Iran. It's amazing. Those quadcopters only have a range of 2.5 kilometers, so the Mossad had to get inside of Iran or hire people inside of Iran to do that. The first report came out of Iran and said, oh, it didn't even hardly even damage our roof. The Wall Street Journal came out with a damage assessment. It said it blew the whole place completely up. So why is that a big deal? Because they're, what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, you had Israel's main defense minister coming out saying Iran has enough material for four nuclear weapons. You had the United Nations watchdog organization that's over nuclear power said that Iran has enough uh, enriched uranium for four weapons, just like that other one said. So Israel's having to preemptively strike. So it did that, and it didn't stop there, which that's pretty amazing. That's probably the biggest explosion you've seen there. Uh, they've, they've done a couple of times before, but not this precise. Well, even after that, you had 25 trucks filled with missiles from Iran coming down through a corridor into Syria, but they were in Iraq, and Israel sent fighter planes down in and took out all 25 of those trucks. They did send flares out so that the drivers of those trucks could get out so they wouldn't get killed. It's amazing how Israel keeps trying to not have any collateral damage. They don't want to hurt people, but they have to stop these weapons from being parked on Israel's border. That's what's been fired out every week in Damascus. They haul them down to the edge of Damascus. Israel goes in and takes them out. There's a real a place in Damascus where they're retrofitting those missiles with very sophisticated guidance systems. And Israel can't afford to have a nuclear weapon go into Jerusalem, go into Tel Aviv. So they're having to preemptively strike. So it's amazing what's going on with that. In the midst of that, you had Benjamin Netanyahu last week meet with the Prime Minister of Jordan. Didn't really say what they talked about. They talked about the Temple Mount, of course, because Jordan is the custodian of the Temple Mount. But, but actually, Jordan came out with a proposal wanting to build some buildings on the Temple Mount. 
And I like that Israel refused that. So there's going to be so much talk about the Temple Mount coming up soon. But all of this kind of uh, dovetails with Israel having to go into Jenin last week and literally go after those terrorist groups there. And nine Palestinians got killed. So, of course, the Palestinians responded by killing Jews in a synagogue this last week. So you've had some horrible things happen in the land, which I don't normally get uh, have time to get into all the stuff that happened on the land of Israel. But there's been so much anti-Semitic stuff happening in the last two months. It's probably been over the top. I haven't even talked about some of the five or six major denominational groups have come out with anti-Semitic claims. Several big colleges have come out with reports of anti-Semitism, just blatant stuff hammering Jews publicly. So it's weird seeing that spirit come to the forefront. But you've got a lot happening with Turkey as well. You've got Turkey uh, boasting what they're getting ready to do in Syria. And I like the conversations that they keep having saying, hey, we, we, we don't want this to happen in Greece. We don't want this to happen. And literally make making verbiage about how they'll unite with Russia. With that, this is what kind of freaked me out this last week. This is the first time this has happened. When, when, when Israel did this to that spot there with those codcopters, uh, you, you, you wouldn't believe what Putin came out and said. He warned Israel and warned America on that attack in the land of Iran. He warned Israel and warned America about nuclear attacks. And then you had what I said last week. You had our general say, hey, we're, we're two years away from going to war with China. But he also said we're, it's time for making preparations for nuclear war. Now listen to this. The World Health Organization came out this week with packets that they had to dispense and get everyone ready for nuclear fallout or radiation poisoning. So, man, you've got people responding to how close it is for that to happen. That shouldn't scare us because that just tells us we're getting close to the Ezekiel 38 war. It is amazing to watch the players get ready for all this right in front of our eyes. Many more things are happening in other states. You have Turkey getting harassing Sweden and harassing Finland about we don't want them to become NATO members. You have Russia talking about we will go in and take those positions where NATO had taken over those nations before. Just like they had said, I remember preaching in Estonia and they said, we know Russia will come back and take those places. The point is, we're watching it unfold right before our eyes. The setup for the return of the king. How exciting to be living in these times. What well, We get into all these signs because he loves us so much. He wants us excited. He wants us expectant and he wants us to hustle. So, after going through all that we've seen happen around Israel, there's so much more. You've got earthquakes in Pakistan, flooding in New Zealand, a whole other set of rains coming into New Zealand. We always go back to the Word. What does the Word say? Number one, Israel made a nation, Jerusalem won back. Jesus said the generation that sees those two events will not pass away till all is fulfilled. But then you have the, the Hebrew language restored. You've got the Ethiopian Jews brought back in one day. You have the fertility of the land of Israel. You have the revival of the Roman Empire. It gets even crazier after that. You have men will be lovers themselves with selfie sticks. I saw a guy in Los Angeles taking pictures of himself with two different cameras. You have foxes show up on the Temple Mount. You have the Temple Mount fill up with uh, the, the pools around the Temple Mount fill up with water. First time in 2,000 years. Fish show up in the Dead Sea, which is remarkable. This is the one I've talked about every week. It freaks me out. You had the Dead Sea turn blood red where Sodom and Gomorrah was on the Day of Atonement last year, last fall. That was just a few months away. Wow, crazy. Then after that, you've, you've got more animals getting into position uh, with, with, with fish, with uh, birds getting into position. 170 different species of predatory birds start showing up in the land. I remember the Israeli ornithologist said, man, this is absolutely crazy. So you have the cleanup crew in Israel right now. So Russia going into Crimea, Russia going into Ukraine, that's a massive sign. The Bible says that Russia will come from the north, go straight north of Israel, and you hit the Ukraine. So many things are happening with the war in Ukraine with America sending tanks, 
You know what Putin said about that? He said, tanks are coming. We turned down F-16s for the Ukraine. He said, tanks, F-16s, it doesn't matter. We're going to make the world turn to dust is what his uh, other guy said. So, wow, crazy. So all these signs happening. You've got the History Channel talking about Bishop Malachy uh, giving the coat of arms for 114 popes. The pope that we have now is 114th. History Channel said that's statistically impossible. Only a god can do that. Amazing. You had the you had in Palmyra, you had the archway for Baal worship. Russia rebuilt it this last year. And the, the Talmud says that's the last sign you'll see before the Messiah comes. You have Jacob's uh, lineage of 20,000 sheep show up a few weeks ago for the Temple Mount. You had the Temple Mount Institute almost look like they got some approval to have a sacrifice on the Temple Mount this April. So watch for that. When that happens, you literally could have things escalate just so quickly. It would be amazing because it's all about the Temple Mount. It's amazing. It's all about Jesus's address uh, for eternity. Where's his address right now? He's in you right now. He dwells in you everywhere you go. So we look at all these signs that point to his return so that we could help our local church help our local pastor. We could hustle. We could do whatever we need to do. But you go from signs to signals. You had blood red moons on Passover and Tabernacles a few years ago. That's remarkable. When's the last time you had that four four in a row? NASA calls it a tetrad. Last time you had that four in a row was 1967 when Jerusalem was won back. 1948 when Israel was made a nation. And then 1492 at the Edict of Expulsion when the Jews were kicked out of Spain. So you have, you have radical blood red moons. After that, you have the Bethlehem star. That's probably my favorite. You have Jupiter, king planet, Regulus, a king planet, uh, Venus, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. So you had Regulus do retrograde motion. It means it looked like it was going backward, but what was it doing? It was crowning Jupiter because a king was born. What was the constellation? Virgo when he was born. This last year, NBC Nightly News, we have a celestial event. Bethlehem star. What was the constellation? Leo. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. My friends, the earth is getting set up for the entrance of the king. How much more the church should be ready to do exactly what we're called to do. Be soul winners, walk in love, walk holy, uh, be kind. Uh, just act like you're about to see Jesus the next day. How would you act if you found out he was coming tomorrow? I believe he's coming super, super soon. I believe we have a little bit of time, but not very much. So let's go for it. Man, look forward to seeing you on the road somewhere this year. Look forward to you coming back to the EDUs each week. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, We're praying for you. We believe you're strengthened, you're encouraged. It's all about getting the message out that the King is just about to come. Wow, we're about to see those eyes as a flame of fire, feet like undefined brass, voice of many waters. God Himself, Jesus, magnified, glorified, exalted as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Man, have a blessed, wonderful week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Thanks for joining us today at the end of day's update. If you'd like to be notified every time there's a new post, just go to the edu at josephmorris.com and subscribe to receive email alerts. If these posts and updates have been a blessing to you, please consider making a one-time donation to help get the message out or even becoming a monthly partner with Joseph Morris Ministries. Thanks again for tuning in to the edu and we'll see you next week. One love to overshadow.